Country Podcast Edition. I've always been around great songwriters and artists my whole life. I'm Michael Knox. Welcome to my world. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jason Aldean, and you are listening to my boy Michael Knox on Knox Country Podcast. Welcome to the Knox Country Syndicated Radio Show Podcast. All right, I'm here with Kurt Allison and Tully Kennedy. Jason Aldean, go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know more than we do, probably. We're all having this, buddy. This is going to be fun. I'm here with two guys that have pretty much grown up through the business with me. We learned so much from each other, I hope. I've learned so much from them, you know, in the studio. We First time I was kind of walking in the studio acting like a producer was with these guys. <laughs> Are you kidding? We were acting like musicians. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all still do that. <laughs> hey, who invited her? Yeah. She, chimes in yeah. Yeah. she chimes in every night. Don't say sidekick. Yeah. Don't say sidekick. Uh, no. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm a co-host. Oh, no. nice. <laughs> but we go back a very long ways, you know, as, as far as I can remember trying to be a producer, me and Tully go back. You know, and I even worked with Tully's. Um, you know, I had I had one of his family members sign with me, Roy Hurd, which is how I met Tully. What year was that? You oh, remember? it had to have been in the mid nineties. Ninety six. Yeah, yeah, mid nineties. And um, I mean, we were twelve, mm-hmm. but uh, but you know. <laughs> and then Tully went off right when I met Tully. We were hanging out, and I was like, "Yeah, man, I like him." And he goes, hey, "I'm gonna go play on the Love Boat." <laughs> you know, for like, for like how many years was that? I think that was ninety eight. I mean, but how many years did you play on that boat? It, was it just one, one year? Yeah, one year. Yeah. Was it like a cruise ship? It was. It was for Disney, and and I remember making a decision on what to do. Like, do I, you know, stay here and you know, still try to you know get on the road and do cool things, or do I want to go and live in Italy for a year? And I remember Mike Brignardello, a, a very well-known session bass player in town, um, had lunch with him and my uncle Roy, uh, and I said, Mike, what should I do? Should I go play with? the lens for you know three months or go live in italy he looks at me and goes bye yeah you know? <laughs> so, sound like much of a choice but yeah, that, it was meant to be it was meant to be you know uh but then you came back and i signed jason around 98 99 and um and then y'all kind of met and hit it off really cool but when we were first doing showcases for jason uh tully was kind of in charge of helping me put the band together and the funny thing about you kurt is that every time we would be you know be hooking up with kurt it'd be like Kurt's in St. Louis. He'll be here in 30 minutes. <laughs> and I'm like going, but St. Louis is like two hours away. I had a private jet. Back then. I don't know if you knew but that. But where were you at all the time? Every, every time well, we had so a meeting with I was playing with, with my dad's band yeah. still at that point. And uh, I do remember the St. Louis story. I think the, the story has been, uh, you know, a little... Uh, it's pretty accurate. No. You did that. No. You diluted along the way. Uh, I probably said I was in St. Louis. I'll be there in 30 minutes. <laughs> anyway, so, but I was still playing with my dad's band who had you know a 12-piece horn show band yep. uh so you know i was trying to make 50 bucks now i remember your dad's band because they always played the crs party yeah that's first time i met them uh-huh. and then i hired them for like a warner chapel party right. one we time did the disco were you playing thing. with them then oh yeah 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 because that's how I, I first yeah. met you at crs one year or something that's right. i remember jason got up and saying um, yeah, like um, superstition or something Gray. like that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's, he, what it was. that's his that's his karaoke go to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dolby Gray drift away. You yeah, know, that was, that was fun. They hired drift my away. Dad's, dad's band for that, and you know, for people that don't know, it'd be like a lot of the artists, especially that were big at the time, would come up and sit in and sing. You know, it'd be whatever Trisha Yearwood, Keith Urban, and whatnot, and they'd sing 
Disco Inferno. Yeah, yeah. You know, and... <laughs> oh, dude, it was great. When we hired y'all for the Warner Chapel Christmas party, um, it was like the best karaoke night. It wasn't even fun. Yeah. Because like Gretchen Wilson got up, Jason yeah, right, got up, John right. Wendell Mobley, and you're like, where's anybody that sucks? Yeah, Is there anybody that's yeah. bad? And y'all played awesome. And, yeah, I remember but, but I But I remember all that, man, like it happened yesterday. Do you still have those white leather pants? Um, if I did, I probably wouldn't admit to it. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> did I just admit to it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I remember, I, I remember talking. I don't know if it was Tully or Jason, but we were talking, and it was pretty much Jason. I'm pretty sure. And he goes, <laughs> "They buy girl pants." <laughs> <laughs> See, we were way ahead of our time. We were. <laughs> Just ahead of the curve. No, no, but the first thing we all cut together where we all knew that we had something was that Skid Row song. Yeah, we I talk remember, about this a yeah, lot. We do. I remember you. I still have it. I can't play it anywhere because I think that's where Jason gets involved and gets mad. But well, I still have, I remember you, Skid Row, our first mix that we ever did. And going back to that, think about, I mean, and we talk about this a lot, your vision had always been there. You saw Jason, he was just kind of a country singer, but you knew he had this edge to him and you wanted to surround him with guys that had some edge and a little rock feel to it. And even going back to that first demo, which I thought was crazy or asinine that you would even try that at the time when that, you know, who was big in country music at that time? Clint Black or, you know, whoever. And here you are saying, let's do a Skid Row song. That'd be cool. (laughs) But I mean... That's awesome, and that provided like part of the vision of what Jason became. Well, the first way it went is when me and Tully, when I first met you, you clicked with Jason. Mm-hmm. You know, when y'all met, everything was pretty cool, yeah. and y'all did some writing early on too, yeah. where y'all were hanging out. Yeah, we were trying to learn how to write songs, and I remember sitting around the apartment, and me and Jason, we still talk about this, like we wanted to get a pizza, but we literally had like three dollars <laughs> between us. You know, and we're like, man, I don't know if you get this pizza, man, like gonna make us really tight you know? no. <laughs> but i remember i remember uh learning just how to or trying to learn how to write a song or what we think we were doing but we talk about this all the time like those days are so great like from your vision i remember you always saying you know i want to do a arena rock country thing I, I text you the other night because we talk about it all the time that that vision if you think about when we did this you know late 90s you know it was Oh, different world now you can yeah. look at it and say well that wasn't that different but let me tell you it was different like the way we were doing things you know taking a, a bunch of unknown young guys in the studio that really weren't studio players you know and just going for it yeah but that came from all them writer camps that we had at yeah. Warner Chapel and I was trying to build a studio showcase band for <laughs> the writers nights you remember right. yeah. and it was yeah. you guys and I yeah. was and so I'm like hey bringing y'all in and all these LA guys would come in and insult us left and right you know <laughs> this oh, is horrible we were in the fire frying pan <laughs> these man. guys are you know play something and and it was a great learning experience about how we can't let them dictate how yeah. we feel because they never appreciated anything we were doing for them you know people other people you know yeah, so man. and and i think that's what brought us closer together and then we started doing the rehearsals started doing mm. you know la paz was our go-to place to eat <laughs> oh yeah it was you know? big for us too man we get together and we knew that we'd have lunch <laughs> that and you know seriously, that was big yeah but i knew y'all were broke so oh, every man. christmas yeah. 
<laughs> we had no shows, but I would do a week of rehearsals. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Get, and y'all would get like $50 a day. Uh, no, it was 100 You paid us well. Yeah, yeah, Dang. yeah. <laughs> Plus La Paz. And, and at the end of each day, they all took the food home. You know, so it was kind of like a Christmas thing, you know, and I'd, I'd always get Jason a gift card because he didn't have any money, you know, to go eat. And then you guys, I just, we just booked all these rehearsals. Jason wasn't there sometimes. It was like, yeah, just rehearse, guys. <laughs> we really need this band to get tight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was the, the, those days, you know, you, you look back on those days and that's when we were building the bones of what this has become, which is, we're so proud of it. I'm so yeah. proud of it. I think about what we've all done together and, and, and how that vision you had and the risk you took, you know, bringing us in and sticking to with us when, you know, the label said, no, we can't do it this way. And Mike said, no, we got to do it this way. Or yeah. Otherwise, it won't be that way. It won't be the same. You know, but, you know? I always want to ask you that, too. I mean, you know, there was quite a bit of time that we were showcasing getting rejected by every label once, twice, you know, no offers. You never wavered. Ever yeah. on the vision, on the thought, or anything. I mean, what was your thought process at that time? You were like, "Man, this is going to work. This is going to work." I mean, uh, I asked the questions. <laughs> no, no, I feel like I'm doing pretty good. Lacey, you're out. I'm the sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but but well, the thing with me was I was pretty naive and I was pretty stubborn, so I just I knew I liked it, yeah. and I didn't know how not to not do it. So that was the only thing I was going on is I knew that this is where what fit with me. Yeah, you know, it really did because every time I saw it, I got it, and it was so hard to walk away from something that I got. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the writers I worked with, all these guys had writing deals for ten years, yeah, and more. You know, just because I'm like, no, I get this. I get this. And I think it's just a testament of just, you know, me trusting myself just like y'all do and Mm -hmm. not doing something else other than playing music. Is this the 20th year? You guys Close have me and Jason twenty years. And me and Tully, yeah. Me yeah, and Tully's twenty five. Well, like, but since the Jason Aldean thing, yeah, yeah. Nineteen ninety eight is when I got yeah. Jason to so town. Is that when you, you guys him? jumped on board about. He was probably ninety eight, and I think I was ninety nine. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I that's think, a long yeah. time. That's a and it was, long. And, 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 it was last century. <laughs> and that's that's what we love. It's like you know, I swear to you, not a night goes by like when we play songs like Amarillo Sky. Why Johnny Cash? I'm not looking out at the amphitheater or arena. I'm thinking of the castle door and I'm thinking of exit in <laughs> where we played those songs that were, we were getting passed on twice. Like yeah. I said, two, three times we were playing those songs then. And to like the other night we played in Nashville and, and to know that, you know, most of the people that passed on us were in that building and we're, and we're playing those songs at night and it's the same a, very song and it's a, a, yeah. the same way. And it, and it's a, one of the most more prouder things to, to, that I really love what we've all done together. Like it's like we really do what we do, and we've we've written out a lot of like musical changes and how music's changed and p- what people want's changed. But we've always done our thing. Yeah, Michael's always had a vision for what it is and and, and stay the course. Oh yeah, and it's a good lesson and stay the course because if you if you build a, a strong catalog of songs, you can you can do what we're doing. Yeah, but but know. but my only job is to remind y'all. Y'all are the y'all are the talent. My job is just to remind you what you're great at. And I hope I do that every time we're recording or every time we're looking for songs. It isn't that I like something better than the other. I'm just trying to say, well, this is what we do best. Yeah, right. And and you just try to stay in that situation because nah. y'all are y'all y'all are the elite band out on the road. There's not many bands with artists that when they go when they talk about another artist, I'm not going to insult people, but they don't ever bring up their band. 
you know, but when they talk about Jason, y'all have this identity of saying, oh, but his band is Well, that's this. part of what, you know, you and Jason created. I mean, that's well, it's part of what y'all brought to the table, too, because well, if you're not making that effort. I well, mean, and it was a big lesson for me, you know, I mean, Tully kind of alluded to it earlier. It's like, you know, I mean, I had zero business. I probably still have zero business being in the studio recording with you guys. So no, I'm just saying, <laughs> but, you know, and I, I came from being like this maybe hard rock slash R&B guitar player. And, you know, I came into this thing and I remember telling both you and Jason, you know, I'm not a country player. And you both went great. Yeah, we don't we don't want that. We want kind of what you do, and I'd still get in here. And I'd be like, well, no, I got to try to make this sound a little more country or this, that, and the other. And, you'd be, and to your point, you'd be like, no, do what you do, do and, what you do, because that's what's going to work best. Yeah. And like you do the incredible job, and to bring up to this when we're making a record, talk about steering the ship, because I, because I think we talk about it a lot, where it's like you have a knack to know when it feels good. You know what feels good. And that's the biggest thing you could, as a player, and you're trying to make records and you're trying not to, you know, get over, over, overthink everything. But it's like when, you, when Michael says, that feels good, whether it's a tempo thing, a part, that, that's invaluable. Like mm-hmm. to steer the ship the right way. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, but that, mean, that means a lot because y'all have no idea how much I count on you guys' opinions. It's and, always and, been that and way. We're in, and we're in the clutch a lot. I mean, because y'all have moved on to production. Y'all have moved on to, y'all have both written number one songs, you know, and things like that. But it's neat how the little things, we still want each other's approval. Yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. You know, it's funny, yeah. you know, because like I'll be at a show and I'll get a text from you. Hey, man, how did this sound? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, it's like, man, you played that song you know for 10 years you know why do you care about tonight i mailed you the other day and said sorry i was so sloppy <laughs> well, that, well, that, what's what's cool about this i and, did I, I left the national show yeah. and i get an email going hey man i think i took a shot of whiskey sorry i was so <laughs> sloppy at the show and i'm like going why do you apologize to me i'm and, y'all's and biggest that, fan and that's what's great after after all these years of 20 something years in, in a business that's so competitive and and could be so cruel in so many different areas to have a circle of friends that you most of the time you, you can you know, count them on a hand of the people that you really lean on for things that you can, that you know, love you regardless. Those are the people, you know, that's why you get those texts and stuff. It's like, there's only a few people that we, we all really trust to be yeah. honest with you, you well, know, especially through what we've been through Yes, now, because yep. we did come into the market as the antichrist <laughs> yeah. at, at all, at everything yeah. we did. Me no, as no. even me as a song plugger, mm-hmm. all the way to being a producer that didn't play probably tone deaf you know whatever <laughs> and then you guys coming from rock and all these yeah, other yeah. things i mean we were all so unorthodox that it, it was awesome to win and 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 yeah. that's probably goes back to what you asked me earlier this was a competition to me after a while yeah. it was like really so we ain't any good you're gonna walk out remember that yeah. t- tony brown came in i joke yeah. with him about it tony brown came in and left during the verse of the first yeah. song. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I remember y'all pl- finished the song. This is how disciplined they were or, or so afraid I wouldn't pay them or something. But but they finished a song and then Jason goes, do we keep playing? And I'm like, we got seven more great. songs, man. You know? and, and I'm like, it's rehearsal, guys. Eat some La Paz and let's go home. You know? Hey, this is Tully Kennedy. Hey, this is Kurt Allison and you're listening to Knox Country Podcast. Now, I have to say, seeing, because I didn't realize how much of a fan I still was until I saw 
you know, the Nashville show, but I remember watching Alabama, one of their last farewell tours, and just looking at these guys and thinking, God, how many times have they played these songs? And they still looked like they were having fun. They were entertaining the crowd. I loved it. And that show in Nashville, watching you guys, I was like, man, how many times have they played this song? And I remember I kept looking over at Michael and like, just, I was like a fangirled out. I was, you know, just having such a blast. And I'm like, you should be really proud. And I'm looking at you guys and it's like, you were having the time of your life out there. The crowd loved you. It's like you really love what you're doing it's genuine too i mean we and you can tell as a fan and i was so proud because i gotta tell you where that comes from when michael took us in back in the 90s and 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 we're learning how to be in the studio and and peter included like the engineer like like peter was in there when we were just learning when you're a part of it like this like when you've when you can remember when you tracked that song and you can remember how that felt when it came on when you heard when we heard Hicktown on the radio for the first time and when we had Wise the first number one and when Emerald Sky was struggling on the charts and now it's still to this day one of the biggest songs when you had the connection to the music it never ever gets old yeah because that's your part of the roots of those songs and, you guys make it look so you know but it, we are like we're so having fun. more fun we're probably having more fun now than we ever have well I the mean, funny thing is is you're the best poser in the business. Thank you. On stage. Well, thank, oh, you mean oh, no, me? No, sure. I'm oh. in Tully. Tully's the Come best on. poser. When the, when the, no, 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 when the curtain goes up and y'all are in the silhouette, yeah. it's like, Tully. Yeah. <laughs> you're the best poser. You know, Redmond back there on drums is always, you know, ADD having his own. He's in his own world. I don't even know if he knows he's in concert. You know, oh, he's got yeah, his yeah. camera on and he's filming the back of his head and jamming. But, and, and, and then, Kurt, you, you are the best showman. You are the mm-hmm. silent killer. You are, you, you are the, I mean, I mean, man, when it lights up, there's no guitar player I know that's a showman like that. It's it's like watching, you know, Barnum and I Bailey. Mean, do you stretch you know what I mean? before? Like, Thanks. do you do yoga and stretch before the shows and that? Because I'm like, no, no, I, would I think be, he told I me earlier he had a shot of whiskey. <laughs> okay. Just one. <laughs> Well, I'll let you know, Shalacy was at the concert, and I think she had a shot of whiskey, two wines, and whatever. I think it was yeah. six beers. She was like, trust me, she was really enjoying y'all's show. I was, you know? I was feeling good that night. I mean, for a lot of reasons. Well, you got to, yeah. It, for us, like, the national shows, like, it, it's awesome. You no, know, you come home, play, you know, family's out there, our closest friends, you know, and it's more of a release of just, God, says, look what we did, you know, and that's why right away, like, I, you know, texted you the next day i was like it just means a lot you know when you look back at all the years and we just but we're like we're just i still think we're just still yeah. we're still going up i mean yeah you know. and, and i don't get to see y'all i'm, I'm not a road guy i hate yeah. flying mm-hmm. i hate i hate i hate being on the road you know so i don't get to see y'all like i want to and then when i go out there i'm kind of socially awkward yes because i really <laughs> i really enjoy sorry i, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely i'm genuinely a fan and and I still love watching y'all play like it's friggin' nineteen ninety. You you have That's the most serious, and it's not a bad look. But I'm I'm sitting there like <laughs> dancing, having fun, and cutting up with random strangers. And I'm looking at Michael, and he's like, and he's like, I'm like, I was like, dude, this is awesome. Be happy. He's like, oh no, this is great. But he's you're he's I'm watching. A, well, so I'm, a, me, but I'm, a res- you, I'm a respectful listener it's like his kids up there though yeah i yeah. love the songs to the guys to the they like we go back so far like he can remember i remember everything we're sitting in this room right now this tracking room and i can remember every moment of every song 
of everything, of every joke, of every. So you drink the less and the, oh, no, the, we the all, entire band. Yeah, well, yes, that's right, Michael. I don't, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm the responsible one. Yes. You can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but 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 we learned so much together i mean because you know i i was a you know i was a song player that came into being a producer whatever peter taught me so much peter coleman just mm-hmm. watching him you know so i guess that's that's my thing i'm a watcher i love watching y'all perform i love listening to the songs i, I you know it, it isn't anything you look proud you yeah, look oh, like I'm, a proud I'm very proud I, I'm, I'm, this, be, yeah. this is the proudest thing that, you know i hate that we don't get to enjoy it more often because oh, it really is a moment and i think that's probably the part of the the curse part of it where you're like you gotta I think you brought the word competitive which is why this has all worked you're competitive we're all competitive like when we go out on stage every night it's we're looking to kick someone's ass yeah I mean that, and if you don't if you don't have that edge and you shouldn't be up there because it's it's not like a something we take lightly you know yeah. and, that, and that's why we on the next record mm-hmm. like it's been great and keep, I think keep pushing forward is why that mentality is kind of double edged because it's like you said, yeah. you know, we don't ever really step back and enjoy it because there's no time, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, forward, forward, forward. Mm-hmm. And there'll be little moments like every maybe once a year, yeah, we'll be right. at some gig and we'll go, like Wow, this is pretty cool, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But that's rare, it's yeah. very rare that you get those moments. Or that we all get together because I mean everybody's busy, right? Yeah, yeah. But how many times would we all get together and just kind of say, "Man, that was a good year." Never. I mean, we're all working hard mm-hmm. and just. Yeah. Y'all were out there playing. You've been opening yeah. first year opening acts, and you you know starting with Rascal Flatts. Y'all mm-hmm. moved into Dirt. You'd moved into some other things. Then you moved to this headline, and I got to be there that night when y'all first peaked ten thousand yeah. seats. We were in yep. Minnesota, Minnesota. You remember? And we were no no offense. We were all like, "Wow, we sold twelve thousand seats." Did Brett Favre make it or not? We <laughs> 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 were waiting for Brett Favre yeah, yeah. to show up at Jason's trailer, and he never showed up. But but you know. But anyway, so. Um, but now you're getting into songwriting, serious songwriting, mm-hmm. you know. And I, and I think I think Tully was the first one to bust out with something outside of the crew, mm-hmm. you know. So tell me about that and kind of how that kind of came about. And because that had to have been something that everybody was like, "Oh man, we got we might have a second job here too," because you have this opportunity now. Well, I, I feel like songwriting. We, we always knew that we wanted to to work harder at it than we were, but we were you know, we spent so much time on the road. You know, in the early days, like just working, pounding songs, and and the writing thing has always been a passion for us. And I got together to write uh, a song with you know Ross Kaufman and John Knight one day, and I remember I just had this groove I kind of wanted to write. And it, it, I remember that day it was like I didn't think we'd necessarily written a great song. I liked it, you know, but the feeling of you know that of hearing a song you write in the radio for the first time and that was a, a i mean a really cool moment for me and this was like and this what, was which, a two and weeks or was, so into your publishing deal yeah i just signed a publishing I mean, deal and it was the first like one of the first songs i wrote so what, so what song was this tip it on back mm-hmm. for dirk yeah. bentley and i just liked the song and i liked that it you know it's it, i thought it was something that we would do it sounded like us you know it sounded like it had some edge to it so i'm sure dirks called you and said man you want to play on it <laughs> well he they stole my bass line <laughs> no actually uh actually what's funny story about good that, producer should. yeah no he uh i of course i had this you know bass line i played on the on the little the demo was a bass one electric and a drum machine or whatever but uh 
Dirk's producer called me up and, and I think Jimmy Carter played bass on Dirk's record or something and asked me about it and they copped the whole thing it was great yeah. but it was cool to I'd never written a song that had been on the radio so that feeling is you know it was cool as like when hearing you know Hicktown on the radio for the first time yeah, yeah cool. but, the che- but the check's different when you got that check you were like I'm out of here. <laughs> I don't have to go on the road anymore. No, it was it was uh, all seriousness. It was uh, very very cool. You know, I mean, I still wish a uh, little piece of me that uh, Dean had done it. You know, uh, I have of course. to. You know, but uh, that's was always the goal. You know, it's still the goal is to like to hear my. You know, when Jason cuts a song that I wrote or we wrote, yeah, to hear him sing a song that we wrote and immediately it nostalgic for me for us yeah. well it brings think, it full circle i think about i think about that apartment i think about being poor mm-hmm. think about you know how long we all go back so that that when how hard you you guys all work together yeah. struggling but staying yeah. together yeah it's 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 really is rare what we've done here you know so then y'all moved into um after that you moved into doing some production and um you know which which i think was a natural second tier for y'all but y'all created a company what new voice entertainment yeah. mm-hmm. is that yep. right yep. and um and, and then, that's you two and rich redmond and one more at that point and, that company was yeah mm-hmm. uh, us and rich and then um david guy named Fanning. david fanning yeah yeah but, but and y'all did thompson square was mm-hmm. your kind of first act correct yeah, yeah. and uh, and they had a huge number one wow you yeah gonna, you gonna kiss me or not yeah well and you know with that it's you know i don't the producing thing is weird and i think it was something that we just kind of thought hey let's try this i mean we feel like we all have some good musical knowledge but one of the quick lessons that we learned in that you know none of that matters like if i can say play a c instead of a d that you know that yeah who cares you got to find a great song and i'm we got lucky i'll never forget the day we heard the song mm-hmm. David Lee Murphy and um, Jim. Jim, Jim Collins, and we heard that song and we went, "That's a hit." Yeah, that's a hit. And I was proud of us for recognizing it. Yeah, giving that to yeah, you yeah. know. Well, y'all, well, y'all did a great job. And number one, I mean, that's huge. It was I first think, time out of the box. It might have been the most played song of the year. Yes, or, yes, you know. was, yeah. I remember reading about that. So mm-hmm. you know, it was it was a good feeling for us and you know it was something we were proud of i mean there was a lot of lessons to learn along the way yeah. but yeah you know that was a good moment for sure yeah we definitely learned tough lessons but i think the one thing we took from from our th- thing together with you and jason was that what a great song can do for a career yeah how you can have everything lined up or think you have lined up but without three minutes of a hit you don't have it and we we still try to drill that into people's heads like look great song yeah, great song. Great song, and then don't mess up the track. Yeah, yeah, just don't mess it up. I, you know, yeah. I, we we find ourselves in some songs. It's like trying to create interesting things with the music, and we thought to ourselves, well, maybe the song's just not that good. <laughs> yeah, you know, because you're trying to do so much yeah. else. Yeah, you know, how many albums did y'all do for Thompson? Two. Yeah, two. Two albums. Yeah, yeah. And I never got that. I always wondered, you know, 
why record labels do this sometimes you know they they always got to try to point the finger at a creative situation Mm -hmm. you know instead of letting the creative situation have more control of the creative situation if y'all stuck with that band i think y'all would have elevated even more and more and more you know because i know there were other producers in line for jason Mm -hmm. you know but luckily that never happened to us and we got to grow and get better we had a we had a tough second album Mm -hmm. but we had an incredible third one and an awesome fourth one you know and that's what I mean. I, I wish this town would let producers not be the blame sometimes and be more, hey, man, it's kind of like that pitcher having a bad inning. Let them fight through it, see what they come up with. You yeah, know? and, you know, we don't take credit or blame, I guess, either way on that. Um, but I definitely agree with that. You know, it's like if you've got that connection with somebody and you feel like we can do this, yeah, there, like you said, there's going to be a little bit of bumps. Yeah. Or there's going to be uh, some missteps. But when you learn it gets even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think when you have like an artist, fortunate in the artist like Jason, where he really leans on you for no fault or one way or other, you know, artists, you know, when we had Thompson Square, like, like they, they were a young artist too. And I feel like when you have success, you know, either you lean on your producer or you feel like you can lean more on yourself. And I feel like to no one's fault, had we had the spirit um, for the second record yeah. that was over the first record, I think, I think it would have turned out differently, um, but it's but that's okay. That's like a, all learning experiences, and sometimes yeah, yeah, you yeah. get the right pairing, and sometimes you don't. You well, know. So what was the next production thing y'all entered into? Uh, I think Parmalee is what we ended up doing yeah. next, and they had a big number one with uh, Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that seemed like a perfect fit for you guys, even though there was thirty eight people in the studio. <laughs> you know, it was, yeah. a, it was, it a was band, crowded. It was that, a band producing was, a band. That was a little frustrating. <laughs> That was a frustrating part because we were um, very um, insistent that from the world we came in that you guys are going to play in this record. Um, That's how we did it. Yeah. And we created a band sound. We want a band sound. We're not going to play it. We want the band to play it, which became wildly frustrating only because like, I think we were maybe too much in our own players heads. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When you think, say that yeah, a I little agree. bit, you know. Yeah, yeah but you got to remember, man, y'all had, look at the years yeah. in the studio you had before yeah. you played on a record. Right. You know, right. right. And, You're and, right. And some You're bands, right. some bands are great live and they might not be great in the studio and it ain't their fault. It's just experience of the different sound with that headphone on than sitting in a crowded bar. With it is. Your amp and it's, up. you know, to me, still today, I struggle with it because, you know, it's like that is a completely different sound than being out on the stage. I mean, it just is. And it's it's a hard yeah. transition for anybody. Yeah. Well, y'all are the best at it right now. Guys who can give you 11 on stage and give you 11 in the studio, that is a very rare situation. And I've cut a lot of records and played in the studio with a lot of people and i always find myself only having six or seven names <laughs> that can give you a, a live feel in the studio mm-hmm. it's it, it, it's a tough transition that y'all did so so after parmalay you had one number one with those guys right yeah i think it was one one yeah, and the, yeah the, a couple and, top tens or something but one one number one now how did the how did seeing red that was a number one you guys with dustin lynch had together as right. songwriters right? right so i bet that was kind of cool with you telling oh, your, your second number one you got to bring in a brother well, from the road. Was, yeah that was i gotta be honest with you for you know it was that your first number one yeah that's okay. correct was that your first that was, cut kurt that was well 
It was your first it's single. It's my first first single for sure. Yeah. yeah. That was a very cool moment because of obvious reasons. Did y'all produce that on Dustin? No. Mm-mm. Okay. No, we didn't produce it. We just again we did the demo and you know, send it on, and, and I think it was something that we had actually played for Jason as well. And you know, yeah, we wrote everything for yeah. I mean, and it just kind of fell into that. I think know. we passed on that. Yeah, we well, definitely did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so there's definitely a pass. Definitely a pass email. I could dig that up. Um, uh, <laughs> He's got them all. So yeah, I got them all. when Tully retires, he'll go. And I wanted to send these to you as yeah. well. Knox Country Podcast Edition. <laughs> Some of you know me as a record producer for acts like Jason Aldean and Thomas Rhett. Others know me as the son of rock and roll legend Buddy Knox, party doll fame, back in 1957. I'm Michael Knox. Welcome to my world. You're listening to Knox Country. Hey, this is Keith Urban. What's up, y'all? It's your boys here, Florida Georgia Line. Hey, this is Little Big Town. And you're listening to Knox Country. You've entered Knox Country. Welcome back to the Knox Country Podcast. And um, so you're sitting at a number one party, and you're not stage right watching me and Jason get a, get an award. They're, they're like calling y'all and say, "Hey, man, y'all come up here." God, I was nervous, man. <laughs> and I, really I, bl- was. I blame <laughs> this. I blame you guys for this. You and Jason. We were. I really. I, I still this day think like I'm up there. I'm like, all right, let's well, on to the next thing. Like, like we can't even enjoy. Like, I think it's a it's a blushing and a curse. Like, it was cool to have the number one. Yeah. But we by no stretch of imagination celebrated. It was like, okay, this oh, is no, cool. We were trying to figure out how to get another cut. Yes. You know, like yeah. on to the next. You couldn't like, enjoy the moment. No. And I think no. that's. But that's just a competitive thing. Yes. Yeah. Which I like. I don't want to lose that. Yeah. He you, he never does. I, I think Michael if you're never... enjoying the moment, you're wasting time. Just get on the next moment. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. when we're 90 or hopefully. I mean, when 90. I had my first kid, I was like, hey, next. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing your songs when my, when my son was born. <laughs> You know, but oh my gosh, I literally was. That's right. Yeah, what I mean, you guys have sacrificed a lot. Your family sacrifice everything. Have sacrificed. Yeah. You sacrifice yeah. everything. You know, and, and thank you both have amazing wives. Oh, you know, I still have a wife. And wonderful. I hope she's there. So, yes, well, she you, came baby. to the concert. The last <laughs> yeah, yeah, she but might I mean, be there. It really takes a special spouse. Yeah, you know, to to deal with it. I can't imagine. You know, because how long are you guys on the road like how i can't imagine it'd be hard to deal with this anyway yeah you know <laughs> what i'm saying <laughs> but then seriously I was giving y'all the benefit just of the doubt. really seriously i mean okay so we're on the road x amount of days and when you know tully was first married to Alyssa, we were gone all the time on the road and then this is also at the time that we're starting to try to produce and stuff so and we really don't know what we're doing so we'll start at <laughs> noon and then we go to 3 a.m and then we come home and Learned we wake up at nine yeah. and get back to the studio. So you know we're not seeing. Yeah, wives. yeah, yeah. Uh, so putting up with us is yeah quite a handful. But I mean they they seem they're perfect. I mean they telling Alyssa. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, they seem. I mean it's so it's what you guys need. You hear that, babe? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> sorry, Alyssa. I don't know if if he's but what even you now need, today. But <laughs> it's like you know we shoot. You know we're home from the road. We're writing or you know right. managing act. It's yeah. like we're busy and that's kind of today's music business and i'm sure you probably talked about this with other people it's like you can't just do one thing no you can't just be a musician 
No, no way, man. <laughs> you got to <laughs> diversify. <laughs> I remember, um, I'm trying to remember if, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure it was She's Country. Y'all played it on the awards. Yeah. One yeah. of the awards, and they had the big red, white, and blue mm-hmm. thing behind you and everything. Jason was in his white t-shirt and cowboy yeah. hat. I'm pretty I sure it was that. That, she, that She's Country. Never and I remembered that. seeing that moment, and that was the first time I felt next level mm-hmm. that's i was about to ask that for like us and everybody it's like when was that moment because you know like you said in the second record it was a good record but there was a little bit of a lull yeah and i think we all knew on the third record hey we got we got to yeah. come with something well when y'all played that live mm-hmm. i i knew we all at the next level because oh, like, we blew everybody off the stage it yeah. felt it changed our lives just on the road like uh, that song I remember tracking I remember the conversation I remember yeah. everything we were doing and that that was a moment I like, played it to the label and I remember them telling me can I take the guitars out <laughs> and I'm like whoa whoa and, what and I'm, like, and I'm like you mean the acoustic you know and they're, like, they're like no no you, can you replace those guitars with something does it have to be that aggressive and I said why would we do it if it's not this aggressive and they're like well, it's just it's just a little much. Hey, and when's the was, last time you heard that on the radio? Yeah, uh, you mean she's country? Yeah, I hear it all the time. What do you? Okay. And it still sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah. It still sounds like like a, like we've all got a big bottle of whiskey next to us. And, and even the video was so cool. It was. Mm-hmm. It just showed it showed the road side of y'all mm-hmm. and how much fun you were having. Because yeah. usually you see road things and everybody's trying to pose. Yeah. Everybody's trying to be cool. Yeah. You know, but y'all were sitting around laughing, cutting up. That whole thing made me feel next level. You know, yeah. I think Jason on that video, he his whole thing, and he probably told you this too, was like he he wanted that Bon Jovi, was it Dead or Alive? Is that yeah. the video that's yeah. their road thing? He was yeah. like, God, I want that. Yeah. You know, and I think they kind of tried to emulate that. Well, a the great bit. thing he's always told me too about y'all's videos, he says, you know, man, I never want it to be kind of about like me Mm -hmm. in a sense because i remember us talking about this and he wanted it to be an atmosphere not a performance so that's why y'all were always slow motion walking Mm -hmm. that's why y'all were always doing atmosphere yeah it's an attitude and that's the perfect video for our kinds of songs so you can create your own kind of ending to it Mm -hmm. like amarillo sky the video in the barn Man, yeah. that's the best looking thing you've ever seen. I, lo- you know? I still yeah. love it. That's still one of my favorite things every night. And yeah. I think about that, like that song and that, just all the, you know, the memories around making those videos. And we used to really look forward to, you know, we still do, but like those videos were it's a big deal. We didn't know if it'd be our last video. And now you're in the audience and you're watching acts you produce perform your songs. Yeah. You get a little taste of me where you're like, yeah. oh man, I'm a part of that. You know, oh, I just yeah. didn't turn it in. I just didn't play on it. <laughs> I, cr- I, cr- I helped create yeah. that. So how was that moment seeing you're going to kiss me or not or something like that in, in an atmosphere like that? Did y'all have that moment where you're like, hey, man, we we belong here. This is this is who we are. Yeah, I think for, for, sure, for us, it was always like, man, what can we do to, you know, get to the next thing? Like, like yeah. we we want to do this and it's mainly about just getting through the hard work right and, and seeing the hard work pay off or maybe your vision that you know i was right the vision's right you know yeah. this is cool like it's again it's like all great but we're i'm it's always like what how can i beat that yeah i wish i wish it wasn't like that yeah. but to be completely honest like i you know i get, I get more of, i tell you this i get more of a buzz every night playing they don't know because kurt wrote it see that's cool see that 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 gets me jacked more than yeah you know not to 
I don't love everything else, but like to play that every night, you know, and that's cool. Well, one thing to think about, man, we're we're eight albums in, and that, we're just talking about Jason. We're not talking about all the other stuff he'll yeah. play on. Yeah. Eight albums in, and we're still performing like a new artist. Yeah, you know, and that's the magic of that. But but let's get into some other things. I mean, what are what are some other projects y'all are working on now? I mean, is there anything new you're working? Well, on? Well, now y'all are are into management. Yes, another hat, another another <laughs> hat, and another stepping into a minefield of learning as you go here. <laughs> <laughs> so watching me, you hadn't learned anything. <laughs> I mean, I'm losing. I'm losing my hair. We're actually stealing all your good ideas and yeah. trying to incorporate them. You're ourselves. the guinea pig, Michael. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great, great. I'm the medication. <laughs> no, it's it's a lot, and it's a handful. And I think with all of these things, from starting with playing to going to producing or songwriting or now management, I don't know if we ever really talk to each other man do you think we can do this and we're just like hey let's go manage let's do this (laughs) and then we're in it that's like him just jump and you know what because you're not going to do it if you overthink it well and the other thing too is um if we overthink it we're going to do it like them right yeah and the whole point of why we manage is because we're tired of how them do it well that's and that's exactly right we want a different way but talk about who you're managing right now so Josh Miranda, who uh, you know well, and he's got uh, a few Aldine cuts, uh, the latest being The Girl Like You, right? Which yep. is the new mm-hmm. single. He's a great writer. He wrote Somewhere on a Beach. Um, we play but, some of his stuff on the show. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And he's great. You mean his new stuff? Yes. Yeah. And he's great, man. He's a great kid. He's a great artist. He's a you know a great writer. We're still you know, kind of developing as we go i don't want to say developing it sounds like it's not there because it is but you know he's still coming yeah. into he's his growing. own Everybody, which is yeah. great um he's a good friend of ours we believe in him a lot um how do y'all like pitching him pitching, it's, that's yeah. another different side to it it's, you know you know what that's like yeah you know no, I, I know what it's like yeah, but I, mean, I mean you know it's uh it's frustrating sometimes because you know what you've got yes and you and you're always seeing things that are working that you know you've got something that you think's better um, and it's getting through the red tape and it's questioning, you know, we question, I question myself like, okay, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. But that's okay though. Like we believe in Josh and I feel it's going to happen. It's just getting, whether it's the right song or the right moment in time. And it's Timing, interesting as know? we get into all these different fields, you don't necessarily think about how, how political each little business is and maybe the red tape or something or that, uh, the way that nashville does it and we're you know we're a little against the grain yeah. and that's okay yeah as a matter of fact that's great but you know you kind of you meet some roadblocks that yeah but that's how i got into production yeah. and yeah. then it's how i got into management now it's how i'm getting into having a record label mm-hmm. or whatever you're over the years you find yourself you know getting hatchet yeah of who you are and you're yeah. finally you're kind of getting tired of it and you're like going well i didn't want to carve that off yeah. i think we should have kept that so you find yourself moving to that point where you're like well how can i have a little more control yeah oh yeah well if i manage this guy that wouldn't have happened exactly. you know and you hate it when a manager jumps on an act and they're just riding the daggum wave yeah and you're like going well well i think i could be more productive than that you know so that's that's what drove me into management is i was just watching things that i thought were creatively management mistakes right right you know so i wanted to get into it in that sense because if everybody stays in their lane and you got a good creative manager it seems like everything i think that's kind of the same vision right. and thought process that we had as well and in fact you know we believe in josh and and 
I think that's important to the young artists too, is to yeah. know that you know, we're there. We're not just there when it's working. You know, we're here when it's not working because we believe in it, believe yeah. in you through the ups and downs and the struggles and the arguments and the maybe the difference of opinions, which is great. Like it's all that's all healthy stuff. But we're definitely learning as we go, just, just as we did when we said, okay, well, let's try to produce, and we learn quick that okay, well, there's more to it than playing bass now. <laughs> you know, I got a there's a lot of it's stuff to lot. do here. Yeah. You know, and there was a moment you know in production where we. You know, we had a little bit of success with Thompson Square and then Parmalee, and all of a sudden we're like, hey, we're, we want to produce you out. Let's go. Yeah, we'll produce you too. Come on. <laughs> and we took on way too much. It's yeah. a lot. Big mistake. There's a lot. Big mistake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big and, lesson And, you know, some of that stuff we didn't necessarily believe in, but we just thought, oh, yeah, we'll do it. Come on. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, that may hurt us in the long run. You know, like yeah. a little bit. You know, like I don't think it hurts you. I think you learned from it because look where you are now. Well, we won't do that ever again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. as a matter of fact, our obviously we don't produce much anymore. We do have a guy right now, uh, Kyle Mitchell, who we're very excited about. But it's great to believe in it. Yeah, because you know? that's the best thing for a producer is to find something that's an extension of what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jason was what I wanted to do as an artist. Yeah. You know, and and I can live it through him, Mm -hmm. you know, and when y'all find that, it shows, you know, it shows when you're that personally connected to something. And it's nice to be able to concentrate, like like Kurt said, when we were riding this little tiny wave we had, we were doing everything and burning ourselves out. We were like a song factory then. Now now it's like, okay, let's really concentrate on something that we really think is going to work. Yeah. Let's really write hard for it. Let's, Let's really record hard for it let's really give them all we got and that that feels good to be able to look at that and work hard at that versus spreading ourselves too thin mm-hmm. yeah you and know? y'all were known for something and yeah. it's good to be able to find what you're good at to work on you know instead of having just to produce for money oh they give you money for producing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well they give me money <laughs> <laughs> see we're still missing a step <laughs> dang I should have filled out that form <laughs> Hey guys, it's Shalacy. Check us out on the web at KnoxCountry360.com or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at KnoxCountry360. So what else are you guys uh, kind of looking at in the future, man? I mean, what, what else is going on? I mean, are y'all just happy where you are riding with your own right now? Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> we work, I feel like we're working pretty hard at all of these things. Uh, and it's a lot. You know, I think right now Jason's about to end this leg of the tour, which is great. We'll probably cut some songs, you know, in a few months. That's great. So we're writing a lot. We're concentrating on that. Um, Obviously, the management thing never stops. Yeah. So, you know, it's still a pretty full plate for us right now. I don't think there's any... Well, I take it back. We do have some other side ventures, <laughs> you know, and you mean like real rest- estate and that food, kind of thing. Fast food restaurant, something hey, like that? You never know. All the time we're talking. I don't even want to get into it. Are y'all it. really about to? Oh, believe me. We have other businesses, yes. <laughs> Any, anything you can talk about? Or? You start, They're not fully legal yet. It sounds a little They're shady. almost legal. But in California, they're legal. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, other countries really big in Europe no, right believe now. believe me. We're, we... we there ain't no. a stone unturned. Now, music is, uh, it's funny when you're in the music business, and you guys know this better than anybody, it just, every hour it takes up, like, you know, if we're not writing, we're looking for songs. If we're not yeah. looking for songs, we're trying to do mixes and for stuff. It's it's great. It's saturated with music, you know, and it's like trying to get to that next thing, you know, get the artists off the ground, 
management-wise and production-wise. You know, finding that perfect song, writing the perfect song, mm-hmm. you know. Now, is there one particular hat you enjoy, each of you enjoy wearing the most? Not saying that the other hats yeah. aren't equally stylish or fun, but is there something well, that just, if this is... I mean, at its core, I love playing music. I like playing. I like Mm -hmm. performing. I mean, that I think that's our favorite hat. That fuels you to do everything else because y'all have that outlet. Yeah, that's that's nice. Mm -hmm. I love. I still love sitting. You know, what gets me the most high, still to this day, and and I tell people this all the time. Young guys that ask me, you know, the thing that gets me the most high is to be in here. And play bass on a Jason Aldean song, whether I wrote it, whether someone's, I don't care, and then take it to the stage. That transition from, you know, tracking it to coming up with the part to, you know, hearing the mix to hearing it go to radio to play it in front of people and and to have it be a big hit all about the charts. Yeah, it's a good feeling. To this day, is my biggest. And Michael, you kind of alluded to it earlier too. It's like, especially well, now really anywhere, but. Most artists obviously don't have their bands play on the record, so you have that, and then their live band learns the parts that the studio guys played. It's unique for us that we can be in here and come up with a part, play a part, and then we get to see the transition yeah. to the live thing. I mean, it's it's really cool. Well, it never gets old. It's special for us. It Ever really gets is. old. Oh yeah, and and because you guys. I mean, you're you're sort of, you know, there's Jason and you guys have sort of become your own entity, yeah. you know, as his band. So you guys are featured a lot in videos. You know, you record, you know, you, you play on the albums, you play the live shows. So the legacy that you guys are leaving for your kids to be able to, you know, travel along with you. I mean, they see you in the videos, they hear you on the records, they watch your shows. I mean, that's got to be really fulfilling. It is, and it's nice that... You know, starting with Michael and through Jason, they've allowed us to kind of be that. You yeah. know, that didn't have to be the case. Yeah, but but it is the kibbles and bits thing yeah. that makes Jason who he is. You know, it's it's you know it, it's that that big dog walking down the street with every with the other little dog jumping all over him. Yeah. Yeah. It made the it made that dog in the middle look even cooler. Yeah. You know, and that's what they weren't afraid to happen. No, and that, but that takes a lot of uh, confidence and security on his part, yes, too. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not a lot of people have that. No. Mm-hmm. It we, really was. We, we, we talk about this, Mike, and God, we wanted to be, you know, we wanted to be Bon Jovi. We wanted to be Tom Payne and the Heartbreakers, Mellencamp. Those molds, that's what we wanted to do. And yeah. that's that's the vision you had. That's, that's, what, that's what's happened, which is talking about it makes me really reflect on it mm-hmm. with you guys all here because it's like it it is good to step back from it and say wow you know it's like you know we're playing every night you know packed arena packed you know twenty thousand a night amphitheater like what but it, we're and you have your own fans i mean you, you guys but i think the beautiful thing is, is is that it wasn't know, easy it wasn't easy to get here <laughs> yeah. you do got your own fans hurt yeah. it wasn't easy necessarily always easy right it didn't happen overnight no so the re- I think the blessing is that it didn't happen easy. Mm-hmm. So when we go out there, or play on TV or play in amphitheaters, like it's still just the band playing in a club. That's how we. That's how it feels for us. Like because yeah. it didn't happen overnight. Yeah, it wasn't intimidating the, what we're and, doing every night. You know, I think we kind of took that stuff to you know 
even the TV thing, it's like, I, I think it helped us in a way because it's not like, oh God, we're playing TV, there's a red light. Shoot, we played yeah. like on TV like we were in a club. Yeah. You know, and I think that was a cool factor in it all. But the punishment of all the showcases. <laughs> Didn't feel like punishment then though. No, I'm just meaning, yeah. it, it's kind of like being a busboy spilling drinks. <laughs> Eventually you just don't, it doesn't affect you anymore. Yeah. Oh, I spilled something on table three. You know, <laughs> it doesn't bother you anymore. You know, yeah. but Kurt, the, the biggest question to ask you is: You're the lead guitar player, so does it bother you when Tully's called lead bass? <laughs> because because there's really only one bass. He might two play more lead parts than I yeah, play yeah, lead yeah, parts. Because there's two guitar players, so there's a reason to have a lead and a rhythm. But why is it, why not just bass? Why is it lead bass? It's like that Spinal Tap, right? When they did Saturday Night Live and they had. On the lead bass, such and such. <laughs> and on the rhythm bass, such and such. And then on the bass. That was awesome. And, and the other thing, too, guys, it, I, I know y'all get overwhelmed and overworked, but um, what helps me get through all those things is I just say, hey, Shalacy, can you do this? <laughs> so y'all just need a Shalacy. Yeah, but there's only one Shalacy. Yeah. yeah. We can't find, You're we try out <laughs> been a tough fight right? really. do you have a twin <laughs> I know. well my i don't know if my sisters will no you put don't want to with, with what i do no i'm teasing her <laughs> no. sister's great no but y'all do i mean is it just you guys right yeah no? it's just it's just us and we're uh we're rocking pretty hard it's we it's, have a hard time delegating yeah. i think he did too it's, it's coming it's gonna have to happen but um if you know anybody feel free to <laughs> Sound a little desperate in my voice, but it's because it's true. It's I, had a hard, a I had a hard time delegating really until did. that first couple of times, and I'm like, "This is fun. This is easy." <laughs> hey, Shalacy, deal with this. You know, and, and but it is. I, it's like the relationship that you guys developed with Jason. Mm-hmm. You know, it took us a while to develop that relationship to put up with each other. We've hit 20 years. Yeah, God. Shalacy and I hit 10 years. You know, for 12 years. You know, that's I, crazy. Our teams have, you know, have earned. Yes. Our place here. You know, I mean, it, we've worked hard for it. But, guys, I love y'all being here. Uh, Is that it? Tully, are, you, are you shutting us down? I'm shutting you down. <laughs> because I had a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 just go for it. Nah, Freestyle. Nah, Freestyle. Nah. Freestyle. What's your flow like? Kurt, go. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> no, but, guys, awesome having you. Uh, Kurt guys, Allison. Mike. Love you. Thanks, man. Kurt Thanks Allison, Tully Lacey. Kennedy. Love you. Y'all are family. Thank you. Love you guys. Thank y'all for being here. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, Knox Country. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Knox Country Podcast. Special thanks go out to co-host Mr. Lacey Griffin and producer Donnie Walker. See you next time. You've entered Knox Country Outtakes. We are back with Tully Kennedy and Kurt Allison, lead bass and lead guitar. <laughs> I'm a professional. Oh, okay. Sorry. I play for Jason Aldean. That's in front true. Of millions That's true. of people, Shalacy. That's my bad. <laughs> I played on all kinds of cable television shows. <laughs> what rock god doesn't eat a hamburger? None of them do. <laughs> Have you now. seen Joe Perry? <laughs> that edge is what gets me. I'm fired up. My right now, I'm fired up just thinking about it, man. I got high testosterone though. <laughs> he does have high. I, tea. I got high T in case you're wondering out there. We've, we've had this conversation. I'm thinking I might have low T. I, I got tea high. And I, I am fired totally up. Like, definitely has high T. I am fired up right now. Oh yeah, we're yin and yang for sure. And if anybody's listening to sponsor for low T, I mean maybe I can come in for a checkup. I don't know. I mean, I don't think those are big commercials. <laughs> I can donate my tea. 
Yeah, because you looked so bad before. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah and, and now you look great. So. <laughs> Don't you hate when people say that, though? It's like, God, what are you doing? You look good. <laughs> the last 40 years have been a bit of a wash, but you, yeah. damn, whoa, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the ugly side of where we're at right now. I'll read what's on the teleprompter. It was on my sweet love you. You're so amazing. God, y'all are stupid. I got to check his... All right, give me some silence. Hey, what about me? <laughs> <laughs> oh... <laughs> oh, believe me, I know you're going to have him on a show. He'll no. fill his own hour. Hey, this is Rich. Knox Country. Podcast edition.